Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring a chapter from Ride the Dark Trail, written by Philip McCormack. When schoolteacher Conrad Diamond falls afoul of cattle baron Ernst Heckel, rather than invite more trouble, Diamond and his sister Lila light out for new pastures. But the vindictive Heckel puts a price on Diamond's head, and the bounty hunters are coming for him. The teacher and his sister fall in with Gusty Gillespie, a battle-scarred bruiser, and then fate throws the trio into the path of Jacob Millard, who is on a rescue mission for a young girl kidnapped from his town. Conrad, Lila, and Gusty try to persuade him it is a suicidal enterprise. But what the hell? They say blood is thicker than water. The group of four wade through a crimson tide as they ride the dark trail and do battle with bounty hunters, Cheyenne warriors, crooked lawmen, and outlaws. No one can foretell which of them will survive, if any. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Ride the Dark Trail. Chapter 1 there was no denying the big man was ugly. He had a face that looked like it had been torn apart and then squashed together again with no thought for symmetry. On the left side of his face, a scar ran from his ear to meet another, crossing from his nose towards his chin. From his hairline, a deep groove ran diagonally towards his eyebrow. His lower lip was distended, so it looked like a piece of blubber with a split in the middle. One ear was missing. The four men facing him were big men also, perhaps not quite matching the bulk of the ugly man. Mind you, the four were not in the front line when looks were handed out either. They were rough-looking hellions with unshaven faces and with a few scars of their own. All four showed signs of having been battered by the fists of their opponent. One had a bloody nose, another was spitting blood, a third had a lump on his forehead, and one eye swollen closed. There were two bodies sprawled in the sawdust of the saloon. The big, ugly man had blood on his face. He wiped a hand across his chest, smearing a red stain on the discolored material. Which of you horse sons wants to be next to join your buddies on the floor? He growled. Son of a bitch, you're the one as is going down. A black-bearded man growled back. You were lucky that time. The big ugly man hawked and spat. Ain't no luck needed. I'm giving you a mite of sound advice. Quit now while you're still standing. Go to blazes, you ugly son of a bitch. Now, you're so ugly, I guess your ma'd run away when she dropped you. At least I had a ma. Now, you lot look like you all dropped out of steer's back end. Warily, the quartet of bruisers advanced. With a roar, the big ugly man launched himself at his attackers. His flailing arms knocked two of them from their feet. A meaty fist hit him in the ear, or where he should have had an ear. Instead, there was just a nub of flesh. There was enough force in the blow to send him staggering sideways. 
A hand snaked out as one of the men he had knocked to the sawdust gripped his ankle. He tried to wrench himself free, but the hand remained firm and jerked at the foot. While he was trying to kick the man with his other boot, the two men still on their feet closed in, punching hard. Off balance, he went down. As he hit the floor, he caused little billows of sawdust to erupt into the air. Even on the floor, he managed to kick the head of the man gripping his leg. The men still standing took the opportunity to boot him, getting in a few good kicks, which had him grunting. Ignoring the kickers, he clubbed the man on the floor with a clenched fist, who yelped. He let go his ankle and tried to twist away. The big man rolled into the two men busily kicking him, knocking them from their feet. With a roar, the big man surged upright. Blood was streaming into his eyes from a fresh cut on his forehead. He flicked away the blood and, looking around, found himself the last man standing. His attackers were scrambling to get upright again. It was then one of them went for his sidearm. Before he could bring it to bear, a knife flashed through the air embedding in the gunman's upper arm. With a yell, he dropped his gun and stared down at the hunting knife jutting from his arm. Son of a bitch, the big man roared. Next blade will be in your eye. The threat did nothing to deter his companions as they too grabbed for holstered weapons. Damn it, the big man bellowed as he dived to the floor and overturned a table to shelter behind. There was a flurry of shots as the gunman let fly, most of the shots going wide with a few hitting the upended table. Sons of bitches, can't you fight fair, you misbegotten mudsills? The big man yelled. At that moment, there came a lull in the shooting as revolvers emptied. The big man leapt to his feet, then went down again as a shotgun blasted into the interior of the saloon. Pellets hit the ceiling, sending dust and cobwebs raining down on the combatants. All eyes swiveled towards the doorway. Three men stood inside, all three holding shotguns, and all three wearing stars pinned to their vests. All right, you men, lay down your weapons slow and careful. That first discharge was rock salt. These other greeners are loaded with lead. Anyone as is still holding a weapon at the count of three will get a belly full. One, two, deputies, at the next count, you pull those triggers. There was a scurry of movement as the gunmen obeyed the lawman's orders, and weapons clattered to the floor. The big ugly man stood up, appearing from behind the overturned table. Augustine Gillespie, the sheriff said as he spotted the big man. I might have guessed. He stepped further inside. Barkeep. Collect those weapons like a good man. The barkeep, a tall, thin man with a walrus mustache and stooping gait, came out from behind the bar where he had been hiding during the fracas. Hell, Sheriff, who's gonna pay for all this damage? He grumbled as he collected the weapons in a pail. That's the third fight this ugly galoot started in the past month. You can claim from the town council... 
You fellas, come easy now. I'm taking you down to Huskow. There was much grumbling and cussing, but with those deputies holding the shotguns, there was no option other than to obey. The big man turned and walked to the bar. You too, Augustine, the sheriff barked. Hell, sheriff, they started it, and there was six of them again me. Just do as I tell you. You can argue your case with Judge Peregrine. Complaining bitterly, Gillespie followed the other prisoners. What about these fellas? The barkeep asked, pointing to the men stretched out on the floor. When they come to, tell them to report to the jail. Sheriff Oliver Trelawney exited with his prisoners, and quiet reigned once more in the Golden Harp Saloon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this sample chapter from Ride the Dark Trail. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.